Hello and welcome to the Digital Prosperity Podcast. Uh, I'm here Will Williamson with David Roberts. Hello and uh, it's nice to be back, isn't it, Will? Lovely to be back, lovely to be back. We had a brief sit in the HubSpot podcast studio last week. We did. We We had a a trip to Dublin to see HubSpot's uh, new, well, not that new now, but two-year-old office. um, It's a good studio. It was, a, it was a great studio. We must put a put the photo in in with this podcast. Well, yeah, we were absolutely yours because we were looking good. We were trying to pass it off as our studio, weren't we? Yeah. But I don't think we'll get away with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, we were in HubSpot House in a, a podcast studio with uh, views out over the yeah. river in uh, yeah, you know yeah. middle the, of Dublin. Yeah, the river that but, runs through it. Anyone knows the name? Please let us know because I uh, can't think of it right now. Yeah. So, uh, in slightly less glamorous uh, um, surroundings here in Derby, looking out at the train station. But, <laughs> but, but just as informative, well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, we have been working with businesses for nearly 20 years now. Um, and in this show, we want to talk about a, a real blurring of the lines between sales and, and marketing and how... Uh, a lot of business owners listening to this will see the two things as either the same or two ends of the same spectrum and, uh, and, and confuse the two things. Now, this has been a subject close to your heart for some time now. Yeah. So, you know, what, um, what, what do you think, what mistakes or um, misconceptions are business owners having in this front, do you think? Well, I think, well, that... If you look at marketing, marketing covers a whole array of different types of companies. Mm-hmm. You've got branding companies that, that are, it's a marketing function, but it's a specific marketing function. Yeah. Yes. You have PR, which is a marketing function. Okay. But it's a specific type of marketing function. Mm-hmm. You have um, lead generation, yeah, which is marketing, mm-hmm. yes, but again, different from the other two that yep. I've just mentioned, yep. yeah. And I think that sometimes, what we know, we need to understand exactly what each one does mm-hmm. for the SME mm-hmm. because they, they ultimately, most SMEs with their marketing want to bring new customers to their mm-hmm. business. But when you're invested in marketing, understand the difference between that and a sales function of the company. Mm-hmm. They're very closely related, but they have different functions. Yep. And I think quite often those lines get blurred. And I think a good starting point, Will, would be, let's take Nike, for mm-hmm. example, or Adidas, or any other big corporate entity that's mm-hmm. business to consumer. Their marketing is all based around getting their brand yep. in front of the consumer. Mm-hmm. So that the consumer recognise that brand, that it stands for something. Mm-hmm. And they emotionally connect yep. with that message. And as a result of that emotional connection, they act, mm-hmm. for example. Yep. That's expensive, yes. It's 
now worldwide, yeah? Mm -hmm. And that is a marketing function, but it's totally different to what an SME would do. Mm -hmm. If we take BMW, they get involved in all sorts of marketing. Right now, one of the newest parts of BMW will do, and some other big companies, they use influencers, mm -hmm. yeah? They will use people who've got an online presence to promote a product. Once again, that's getting eyeballs in front of the product, yeah? With the hope that as a result of that, yes, and the result of what the influencer is saying about that product, that they then, as a result, go out and buy that product. Mm -hmm. That is different to what a real marketing function in terms of lead generation would want to achieve in a small to mid-sized business, which is where we spend most of our time um, being in that sector and helping business owners. And sometimes business owners need to understand whether they want branding mm -hmm. or lead generation or yep. PR or whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah, and I think, um, I like we, we talk to a lot of business owners about their marketing. We say, right, what are you looking for from your marketing? And they will say something like, well, I want to double my revenue or I want to increase sales by £200,000. So they, they look at, I want, they want the end result, uh, which is more sales, more revenue. And they won't necessarily do that with better marketing alone. Correct. And... Uh, you can't just advertise your company and you will ne you will therefore instantly make more sales. But uh, like you said, take, take the example of brand awareness. Um, I always remember running, uh, doing some, um, uh, running a, a telemarketing campaign um, for uh, business utilities for a relatively unknown brand. Mm. And all of a sudden that company was acquired by British Gas, which obviously is a very well-known brand. Mm. And then the same team of telemarketers bringing the same business owners, having the same conversations the very next day, suddenly made, started making five times wow. as many leads yeah. and uh, generating uh, a much, much bigger response. Same scripts, same people, same process, same data. The only difference was that British Gas is a household name. People knew it and trusted it. And that's the power of brand awareness. Mm. And... That takes time to build and it's bit, it's expensive to build, mm. but it makes sales easier and it makes uh, it means that you attract more people to your website. Yeah. But it's uh, it's harder to measure and, and track. So like you said, brand awareness is it has a huge impact on a business, but takes time to achieve. Then you've got lead generation. Now most business owners, what they think of as a lead is not the same as what a marketer would think of as a lead. Correct, well. So uh, in, in JDR um, and with a lot of other uh, clients we work with, we see a lead as a contact, a, um, a, a statement of interest of some sort. But a lot of business owners see it as someone who is genuinely interested in buying the product or service in the immediate future, has a budget, and wants to invite that business round to quote, <laughs> talk to them. Yeah. And there's a, there's a big difference. The worst thing is, is if they're not 
in the latter, yes. they never talk to them again. Yeah. They are, they, they, they've spent money in some shape or form, either through sweats mm-hmm. and labour, yeah, or having premises or whatever it may be, another, they've done work for another customer. Yeah. Someone's shown an interest in their company, and because they're not ready to buy, yeah. yeah, they have the conversation and then they're forgotten. Yep. Worse still, they employ people in their company yep. to talk to these people, yes, and they never talk to them again. Yes. And they need to understand, as a result of what they did, mm-hmm. okay, whether it's the end result or someone talking about them, that's marketing. Yeah. And that is the first point of contact into their company, mm-hmm. which needs them to understand that there's going to be other contacts to come if they do the right thing. Yeah. So I'm... why do companies, Will? Let me ask you a question. You've worked with a lot of companies. Why do you think companies don't value an inquiry? Leads in the same way. In the same way. Well, I, I was just thinking about that. Um, <clears throat> so it's uh, two reasons, I think. Firstly... A lot of small and medium-sized businesses have grown primarily through word of mouth, referrals, networking, previous existing relationships. So many companies um, are people who've worked in a business, got to know the customers, set up on their own and brought some of those customers with them Mm -hmm. uh, rather than going out and winning lots of new business by Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, they, um, they, They see following up and nurturing and talking to, let's say, half-interested people as being either a waste of time or they see it as... So a lot of business owners have got a bit of a hang-up about sales Mm. and they don't want to come across as salesy and they don't want to feel like they're harassing people. Yeah. And uh, they... um, So they will often see anything that might be considered as a sales activity almost as beneath them. Yeah. And they just want to wait till someone's ready to talk to them and you come to me. Yeah. And as a result, sometimes if a business is getting good lead generation, if those contacts aren't, you know, what we would class as sales ready, yeah. you know, they don't want to spend the time with them. They're not used to dealing with it. They don't have a process for dealing with it or understanding how to take someone like that and nurture them to the point where they uh, are in a sales ready position and um, they don't like or want to do the work that's involved in it. And it's not just business owners, it's a lot of salespeople. A lot of salespeople. I was just about to say that one about salespeople who only want to talk to people who are ready to buy. And so a lot of companies think they have a marketing problem, we just need more leads. Actually, they probably do have a marketing problem, but they also have a sales problem. Right, and that comes back to the difference between marketing and sales. Marketing attract, sales convert. Yes. Yeah? Okay. And sometimes you've got a salesperson who needs to be both, mm-hmm. <laughs> attract and convert, yes. and sometimes it's a salesperson who just converts. Yep. But you need to understand what type of salesperson or business owner you are. Yes. Yeah? And the reason how important this podcast is for me, is we see so many companies recruiting salespeople mm. 
and taking two years quite often to realise that they're actually uh, haven't added anything to mm-hmm. the business. They either get rid of them or they go on and on. Because of their time poor, they need somebody to do it. Yes. But they're totally dissatisfied with that salesperson. Yes. On the other hand, the salesperson might be perfectly good at sales, but not very good at the attraction side. Yes. yes? You mentioned earlier, for example, picking the phone up and talking to somebody. Mm. That's the attraction side. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to do that. Yes. They just want to do the selling. And a challenge with um, these types of conversations is that uh, salespeople and business owners get defensive about sales. Oh, don't they? And uh, so if you're listening to this yeah, yeah. Uh, and you fear yourself... Yeah, challenge us. Uh, Come back with the feedback. I, I can't tell you how many times a week we hear, oh, yeah, uh, we're good at sales. You just put us in front of the right person and we have a very good conversion rate. And the key there is, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you put me in front of someone who's interested in buying my product... That's right. Most of the time, I'll convince them to buy my product. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, and it's like, I, I sometimes use the analogy of golf. It's like thinking you're great at golf because you're a good putter. Yeah. Or you can do the tap-ins at, yeah. at, the, at the very end. There's a lot more to the game of golf. You've got to drive, you've, yeah. got, to, you've got to have a short game, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just the putting bit at the end. Yeah, yeah. So you're totally right, Will. So let's talk about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about digital marketing. Yeah. So, and your website, the whole social media, the whole mm-hmm. the whole gambit on that. When you have a good uh, digital marketing strategy, you will know when the marketing function stops and the sales function kicks in. Yes. Not everybody, but not all business owners who invest in digital marketing, Mm -hmm. really have that internal skill set, okay, when the leads come in. Yes. So let's talk about what happens with a good digital marketing strategy, Will, Mm -hmm. because you really do want the people who are not ready to buy yet, Mm -hmm. but have held their hand up and said, actually, I'm quite interested in your company. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Yes. So for the purpose of anyone listening well, why is that individual just as important as the person who knocks on the door and says, hey, here's my credit card, Yes. I want to buy? <clears throat> um, well, I think there's a... Firstly, I think uh, industry and the type of product or service affects this because um, we've worked with some businesses like plumbers, for example, where if... You know, but someone needs a plumber, they don't do a lot of research or thinking about it and kicking it around for years and months. <laughs> you know, if your kitchen is flooded, you, you get a plumber around as quick as you can yeah. and you'll go to Google and you'll just find a company and, the, you know, someone that looks good, answers the inquiry well, is available, is the person you'll choose. So your marketing is just making sure you're there. Um, but then there's a lot of a lot of businesses which are much more considered purchases so we work with some uh, companies that that uh, provide erp software yes. this is software that runs your entire business mm-hmm. changing systems is a huge decision for a company to make because it affects every yeah. part of the business and um, companies will 
um, consider and compare and think about that particular decision for months and years sometimes. And uh, if you are able to generate leads from people that may have a need, may become a customer at some stage, and you can keep talking to them so they get to know, like, and trust you, mm. you're able to get to the head of the queue when they decide, right, it's now time for us to start looking seriously at this. Brilliant. And that's how you stop feast and famine mm-hmm. in a business. Because there's all, if you're acting on what you just described and doing it in the right way, there's always going to be somebody coming through who you can talk to and eventually get to the point where they're ready for a quote or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah? If you're not doing that, what happens is you get a gap between when you last done your sale, yep. sometimes, not all the time, and not for every company. I'm just generalised. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm just generalising this conversation. Yep. You can get a, a long gap between one sale to the, to the other mm-hmm. because it's only when you've completed that job quite often you then not pick your head up and go, mm-hmm. ah, hang on, where's the next job coming? Yeah. Yeah, and we see that frequently. If you're one of the companies where that doesn't happen, great. Mm-hmm. But we see that frequently where companies have finished one job and they're scratching around for the next one mm-hmm. or the one after that. So it's really important to keep people engaged Mm -hmm. in your company. And in this day and age, you can do it in such a time-efficient way, Mm -hmm. yeah? That can take very little of your personal time uh, through using digital platforms and systems and know-how from a marketing perspective Mm -hmm. in the right way. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, even in some businesses, even just an hour a week spent on it uh, would help build that that pipeline effect. So there's always the next cab off the rank, if you like, in terms of, you know, the next job, the next opportunity to talk to um, and avoiding that feast and famine. So let's be clear. If you right now in LinkedIn and somebody um, gets um, gets in contact with you through LinkedIn. Hey, I've been thinking about X, Y, Z. Yeah, I'm not. Would you give me a call about it? Yeah, you're in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. They've seen you. Yep. Yeah, that's a marketing function. Now is the time for you to get in touch, and invest a few minutes with that individual. So they get to know, like, and trust your company. Mm-hmm. The investment in that is in the individual now has the right impression about you. You are now marketing your company. Mm-hmm. Yeah? They've, your job now is to make sure you get all their details. Yeah? Understand their situation so that you can take action once that initial contact as ended in a helpful professional way because good sales is not should not make you feel like you're being pushy or salesy that's or, right it's professionally helping and advising professionally helping people um, to buy but um knowing that being proactive is a key part of that yeah. because you if you think 
people are going to come back to you when they're ready. Mm. They often don't. You know, I've got loads of things I've been meaning to buy or meaning to do for a yeah. long time and I don't get round to doing it. Yeah. Whereas if someone rang me, I go, yeah, I've been meaning to do that. Glad you called. Yes, let's, uh, let's set that up, get that started. And mm. I'd be grateful that they've done it. Absolutely. So in an ideal world, marketing should be creating awareness and interest and creating opportunities for salespeople to start those types of conversations. So the sales function should be then taking that interest and developing that into opportunities, quotable situations, sellable situations, and then converting them into revenue. So if you've got a company where you haven't got an obvious salesperson, effectively you do the quoting, Mm -hmm. okay, and you go out and see the potential customers or clients, and they're agreeing with you off the back of a quote or whatever to have work done. Don't see them not moving forward with you and you following that up as now I'm being a pushy salesperson. Mm Because the vast majority of sales aren't done by typically what you would consider your description as a salesperson. Yeah. It's done by somebody who the um, potential uh, buyer is seen as helpful, yeah. trustworthy, knowledgeable. incredible and knowledgeable, mm. which describes 99.9% of the business owners out there. Yeah. It's not being a, a grubby salesperson, mm. okay, and don't get, if you're a salesperson, I just want to be clear, I don't think salespeople are grubby, I think that sometimes that's the perception of them, yes. or the perception of what you're doing, it's not that, it's helping people to move forward mm-hmm. in the right way. Yeah. So that distinction between when they ring up and when they actually buy, that, as you said earlier, Will, that could be a year, it could be two years. Mm. But your job is to understand and recognise that initial inquiry, you've spent money somehow mm-hmm. to attract that individual as a marketing function. Yeah. Yeah? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And what you, what you have to avoid is... Um, this the common scenario where the salespeople think, well, the marketing isn't working, I just need the right leads, and I'm not getting them. And the marketing people think, we're generating leads, you're just not converting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that situation is really common. And you, marketing and sales should be avoiding that standoff and actually working together. So that, you know, as a marketing agency, if leads that are being generated aren't being converted into sales how can we work with the sales team to help the follow-up the nurturing can you know there are things that the marketing team can do with email marketing and remarketing and video and, and so on to help with that nurturing side of the sales process to help create useful content and case studies to help convert more sales and the salespeople also have got valuable insights and information they can work with the marketing team So the two are working side by side. Yeah, and so right, Will. So, Will, that's right in terms of, uh, especially now, we've marked in the sales and never been closer together, have they? 
Yeah. But our and the biggest reason is because our potential customers or clients, they've got so much information mm-hmm. at their fingertips. So quite often, it's not like thirty years ago. You'd you'd have a demonstration because you'd want to know yeah. what it does. That you'd need a salesperson for that. Yeah. Because you need to know all the information mm. and the cost. Yeah. Now, our potential customers, they can got so many channels that they can find all this out from. Mm. So our marketing needs to be there yeah. when they're doing the investigation. Yeah. And there to answer their questions because they don't need you mm. as much as you think they do. Yeah. Yeah. They need you when they're nearer the buy the, the buying decision. Mm. Let's take a great example of that, Will, would be where it looks like car showrooms are going. Yeah. Car showrooms are going where I just got to say, you have a great knack for always bringing this back to cars. Yeah, I do, don't I? Yeah, I do like a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I've noticed. We, uh, we sometimes play Dave Bingo in the office and uh, that's right. talk, talking about cars. <laughs> well, we should definitely be on the bingo card. If you like cars, give me a call. <laughs> you man. But um, car showrooms are going now where... You don't have to walk into a car showroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. it's literally um, go to a website, mm-hmm. pick the car you want, and it can be delivered to your door. The days of um, the salesman in the showroom are looking like they're diminishing. Mm-hmm. And don't think that's not coming to a product or service you provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never because it's. We we all know that the potential for that is in a lot of industries. Yeah. But I mentioned that will only in terms of okay how close marketing sales are because and the information mm. at the customers or clients' fingertips they can make a decision just from the information mm. in front of them and make thousands of pounds purchase off the back of that. Yeah. And don't think you're business is any different to that mm. or if you're a marketing person listening to this don't think your marketing is any different to that mm. you need to now understand that you can cater to people in the right way mm. but know when it's a marketing function mm. and know when it's a sales function yeah so we make an inquiry into your business that's what you need to determine and you need to have the systems and processes to make sure that that individual never forgets you because you're yeah. always there when they need you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and understand that if you're in that situation where you're thinking, well, I want to double my revenue or I want to get another £2 million in sales in 2023, um, well, uh, you will need marketing and also sales Correct. in order to achieve that. Correct, Will. Marketing alone... Uh, won't do it the two things need to be working together and you may need to improve some elements of how your business sells so well why do a lot of businesses in your opinion i have mine don't value marketing uh, they value selling yep in whatever shape that belongs in their business we know that there's lots of businesses doing great turnover mm-hmm. yeah 
uh, and we know it plateaus yeah. because they're not they get to a ceiling and they don't know how to take it on yes and normally it's because they don't know how to take the business out there beyond word of mouth etc etc yeah yeah so um uh we have a six-step system and the first step is to develop a strategy and we're going to say right we've got to do the strategy before we do the tactics and uh, with marketing business owners tend to jump in with tactics without doing the strategy first yeah and so they'll try a facebook ads campaign or a google ads campaign or redesign their website or do a brochure and um, the expectation is almost like um, going up to uh, a fruit machine they don't know if they have fruit machines anymore but uh, <laughs> <Digital> <laughs> when i was a lad they, <laughs> they did and you'd, you'd put your pound in and you hit the jackpot and the money came out. And that's how people see marketing. Mm. Um, and it's because of what we've been talking about. This, you know, they, they think marketing produces sales. And it does. It, mm. But it, marketing produces great marketing results. Mm. Which, if aligned well with sales, mm. will produce great sales results. 100%. Uh, but it, it usually is something that has to be built up over a period of time. A bit like going to the gym and expecting six-pack abs on day one. Yeah, You've got yeah. to do it over a period of time. And um, so often people put the pound in the uh, fruit machine and then don't get anything out and they're disappointed. So, well, well, I'm not going to put that budget in. They see it as a gamble. Yeah. But so, it isn't. It's more like an investment. But yeah, we know that, Will. And, and we've seen that. Um, we've seen the, re- the result of that, not just in our company, but with companies we work with. And when, in this day and age where there's so many so much information as I've been talking about mm-hmm. to business owners and so on and so forth. I, I am surprised. Think about this a second. 20 years ago, when we talked about marketing, mm-hmm. business owners had an opinion. 20 years later, we're still hearing those same opinions mm-hmm. yeah, about marketing. Yeah. And in that time frame, We've had all this digital revolution. We've had all this, all these different, we've seen companies come up off the back of just being on Instagram Mm. and being sold for millions, yeah? We've had individuals um, coming from nowhere. Look at the Instagram models. Look at all the different things that these marketing channels have got in front of people. Mm -hmm. Someone like, Joe Wicks that has become, um, you know, has got multiple book deals, um, TV star, largely on the back of building a big Instagram following. So tell me, Will, in your opinion, why is it we still hear the same negatives about marketing, yes, from business owners, even though all this revolution and all this prosperity has happened during that time frame? Well, in my view, Dave, the fundamentals of business haven't changed in that time and the fundamentals of small business haven't changed. And, and um, if you've um, uh, ever, as you're listening to this, if you ever read a book called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, which is my favourite book on, on small business, um, they, uh, Michael Gerber explains how you, you have uh, entrepreneurs, you have technicians and you have managers. And most people that start businesses are technicians rather than entrepreneurs they're people who are uh, people who have been great engineers 
or plumbers, to use the plumbing example, or car salespeople or whatever they've been, they've been doing a particular trade or profession, solicitor, accountant, uh, and then they start a business that provides that service. And they have the technical know-how, professional know-how, um, but they, they aren't necessarily trained in marketing or in sales or in finance or in lots of other areas of business. And so uh, it is a, um, uh, it's just a knowledge gap that is completely understandable and to be expected. Um, and hopefully through listening to podcasts like this, um, we can help you as a business owner listening to this just to see marketing in a different way and see how, when combined with sales, uh, it really can help you bit your business to achieve the 1 million extra revenue or whatever the revenue target is. Um, but um, it's not as straightforward as, right, we just put some ads in and our sales will go up. Yeah, what they, and I want to add to that, Will. When somebody and companies get approached about marketing every day, and sometimes they believe in a particular tactic like yes. YouTube yeah. or pay-per-click or uh, Facebook, yes? So they say to the company, yeah, it doesn't work mm-hmm. because they haven't done, they've done straight into tactics without straight, not knocking companies out there, mm-hmm. but you should never do marketing without an, oh, it should plug into an overall strategy. Yes. It should be done in isolation. Yes. If you really want it to work and it needs time yeah. to develop. Yeah. And because that's not done, it mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And they go, that's the end of that. Yeah. Not do marketing again. These companies are. Like if you're a yeah. web design company, you're convinced that the root of everyone's problems is that they need a new website. Yeah. Uh, or if. Yeah. You're a pay per click agency. Yeah. The answer is we need Google Ads. Yeah. If you're a hammer, everything yeah, looks yeah. like a nail, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I think they. I think business owners um, lose their belief and and trust mm. that marketing will work. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that. Um, that's why they then want activities or tactics mm. that will bring them sales yeah. rather than be a marketing function. Yeah. Yeah. And it will work. You, um, you know, our, our six step system is a system and, and uh, having a systematic approach with time, um, then your marketing will deliver amazing things for your business. Um, but um, there has to be a strategy. There has to be a system and it has to be given time, you, you know, you can't just be chasing the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because it just doesn't exist. Yeah. So to finish off, make sure that you understand in your business that you need a marketing function that brings in, as we would say in the old days, inquiries mm-hmm. and a sales function that converts those inquiries. That's how you're going to win. And understanding when the marketing function starts and finishes mm-hmm. to, and where the sales function starts and finishing, depending on your industry and service, is a very important thing as a business owner for you to understand. Yeah. Now, if you'd like to know more about this, uh, on our website, we have a free guide section. You can download a guide called how to attract, win, keep and grow customers that goes through 
the six step process to um, uh, growing your business. Um, we mentioned LinkedIn. We have a, a guide to using LinkedIn for business and you can download that for free there. Otherwise, thank you very much for being with us uh, through what's been a fascinating discussion. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, you want to know about cars, give me a share. Yeah. <laughs> Be good. Bye, Bye for now.